0: I believe you have to build an environment where it's very clear what your expectations are of them and give them a way to know that they're succeeding or failing and that it's okay if they're not doing, if they're not as successful as you want them because you're working as a team and you're there to help them grow.
2: I'm Dr. Pete Cambiolo, and today I am honored to be here in an actual studio, at least (laughs) Dr. Brian's in an actual studio with me today for this podcast. I'll tell you what, it's always great working with pros and professionals, and that has been my experience in the 20 years that I've been able to work with Dr. Brian Capra and his business, and uh, it's truly an honor for me to have you as my guest our guest for the remarkable ceo podcast here it's today dr brian thanks for uh taking the time and joining with me and thanks by the way for your incredible studio setup there this thanks, is the real deal so what's
0: and that up? was the best countdown i've ever heard by the way thank you ben
1: <laughs>
2: we we have we have an actual podcast <laughs> uh, host a producer this is legitimate once dr Francine catches wind of this i think we're gonna be it be, be a game changer for us so <laughs> Uh, We appreciate Ben, who's also helping us out here today on this. So uh, Dr. Brian, so we've got three things we're going to cover today on this podcast. I'm just going to want, I just want everybody to know what we're going to be covering here today. First, I want to let all of you know who are listening that Dr. Brian is a a remarkable CEO himself of his business and businesses. uh, And he's been someone who has been a remarkable success partner for and with the remarkable practice for many years now. And uh, he's an expert in the subject matter that we're going to be speaking about today. A few things. One of them is going to be is going to be insurance specifically. We're going to be getting into that. Number two, we're going to be talking about your business, the business that you actually run, getting into the metrics of the of your business and help you understand what are the most important metrics that you want to make sure are improving. And uh, and you got to know your business to grow your business. So if we don't have visibility, we don't really have the accountability, and that's what we want to create more of to to build our businesses as CEOs. And then last, we're going to talk about team. Uh, cause Dr. Brian, I've seen you build your team, you know, over the last few decades and, uh, actually had an opportunity to be with a few of the team members you've had for a long time, actually yeah. working mm-hmm. with you, uh, just recently at one of our most recent immersions. So, but so before we get into that, doc, why don't you give us a little sure. bit of your background? Uh, it's always good to hear, hear the story, you know, to where you are now and, uh, kind of where it all began. Love to give you just the floor just to kick us off here today and, and allow all of our awesome, remarkable CEO podcast listeners to, uh, to know who you are, so
0: well. It's always great to be with you, Pete. Man, it's been. Uh, I remember when you started your practice, and we were we were a new business. Genesis was a new business, and you were a new practice. And it seems like yesterday, but it's probably almost twenty years ago now. Uh, so, always great to be with you, and and watch you grow over the years as well. And you've seen us grow over the years. So it's been uh, a great relationship, great friendship. So thank you for having me here. The story, the genesis of Genesis, is a kind of a serendipitous type story. I was uh, started my first practice in Princeton, New Jersey, and had it in a Gold's gym, and um, it was a perfect setup. I, and I had great relationships in the community, and did uh, spoke at the big companies, and did all that stuff, and had you know steady flow of patients coming in. It was great. And uh, when it came to insurance billing, now insurance billing, if you would have told me that I was going to be talking or educating or owning a business that had anything to do with insurance bill billing coming out of life university in Marietta in 2002, I graduated. I would have told you you're absolutely insane. It's the last thing in the world I ever wanted to do or thought I do. And I actually didn't know anything about it. Um, so it's, it was just an interesting way it unfolded. I was using a billing service of a friend of mine, you know, a friend of mine that uh, used the billing service and he was a coach uh, had a big coaching group And I thought this must be a pretty good billing company. Well, I started running my business and just the bookkeeper from gold's gym came in. I was just, it was only me when you start out, right? Like you're, you're kind of solo. And she's like, did you have your quick book, your, your book set up? I didn't even have that done yet. Like I was just, I got so busy so fast. I was collecting money. I knew how to do that. I knew how to sign care plans. I knew how to collect the money. I knew how to set up the payment plans, but keeping track of expenses and bills and all that. I just was not doing a good job. So she helped me out and she actually uh, helped me build my team in my practice. She helped me uh, hire a couple of people started learning about that probably at that time. And then just by coincidence, she said, what are you doing for billing? And she introduced me to, to my business partners, a who, you know, and his father Yuval who had a, a technology company. They were hired by a billing company in California to build billing technology. Now, Yuval is a PhD in artificial intelligence, uh, used to be Bell Lab scientist, you know, and Erez, who you know, is a, a Princeton grad, computer science. So these guys knew what they were doing, and they were building technology, and I met them, and they said, hey, what? they were building this technology for this other company, and that project got scrapped like right in the middle of it. But now they had technology that they owned, and they needed somebody to test it. So I was a guinea pig. And what it was, was a cloud-based technology to submit claims and, and monitor your KPIs and monitor the, the billing process and keep insurance companies accountable to paying you every penny you deserve on time. So I did that. My collections went up 40%. So I said, we need to form a partnership. We did. We bought, uh, we started billing Precision at the time. It was only billing in the cloud integrated with other technologies and things like that. But what, when I started it, I saw the opportunity, right? Uh, I saw how this can change the way chiropractors manage their businesses, not just billing. Like actually the, 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 the bigger attraction to me was the front end of the business. And uh, as you know, yeah, here we are almost 20 years later uh, with a whole bunch more than just billing, right? We have a lot of cash practices, et cetera. So that's how we started. And um, it's just been nonstop since the day we started.
2: Man, I love it. I actually didn't know some of that story. So that's really cool how you were connected through someone at the goals gym. Good thing you started there at the goals gym. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, think, (laughs) think about all the the decisions you make when you kick off launch your first business, that business got you connected with a person who got you connected with the next person. And now Mm. here you are today and, and doing things that, you know, you were solving a problem, an issue you, you didn't even necessarily, a lot of doctors will just avoid, they'll try to ignore it and be like, well, I'm just going to focus on getting more cash plans and you're leaving all sorts of, you know, money on the table and you're, you're never get as organized as it needs to be. And I can see, you know, a lot of young doctors, you know, choosing to maybe go down that path. Mm -hmm. And here you were confronted with the possibility, right? We talk about the life of probability and the life of possibility with our patients. And you chose a path that took you down this life of possibility. Now, you know, you've know, you went down and you've started to develop something that, as you said, AI, that's new now, but it's not new to you, No, no right? right? Talk to us a little bit about that. So talk about this technology. I mean, you, you've you been in this space, the cloud. I, I, I mean, I don't know how long I've been hearing you and, and Jason and others from Genesis talking about the cloud and AI. And now that's what everybody's talking about, but you right, guys yeah. were talking about it from the beginning. So talk a little bit about you know, your business, how you, when you're ahead of the curve, Yeah. how do you, how do you bring, we might say even as CEOs running chiropractic practices that what we teach in our marketplace is still ahead of its time. Correct. But yeah. You've been doing that. So talk right. about how do you, how do you, when you're ahead of its time, how do you navigate that as a leader in business? How have you guys been able to successfully do that, stay relevant and continue to build and grow? I lo- love to just kind of hear how you've navigated some of those challenges.
0: Well, yeah, when we started, there were there were places in the, at least this country that uh, didn't have the internet in their offices right? or they had dial up or uh, whatever they used to call it. So it wasn't even possible to serve them. And the competition would tell people that the internet was scary. It's kind of like AI now, right? AI is scary. It's going to take over the world. You lose all control. <laughs> it was the same thing. It's the same story they've been telling, actually, since the internet became a thing they would tell people, you lose your data, you don't own it, like all these crazy lies, right? So, you know, you just have to be very diligent and very aware of what else is, is going on out there and have the right answers and proactively control the messaging, right? You um, in, in any business, you have to control the message, put in their mind before somebody else does what the truth is and what the reality is and the benefits of it. People now, you see a lot of software companies that have existed for many years that are trying to get into the cloud now, and they're having massive problems. It's not like you just take your current software company and put it into the cloud. It just doesn't work that way. You have to have, it takes a lot of experience to do what a res does, for example. I mean, it's, the guy's brilliant, right? So um, what, what we did back then and why we are in such a great position right now is because we have 20 years experience at doing this and why we're able to develop the things we're able to develop today that work, actually work and keep customers happy is number one, we have great people, like you said, great team. Uh, Number two, we've been very careful and diligent about controlling the message. Number three, building it on the requirements of customers, not what we think they want. Sometimes you have to do that, right? If you ask, you know, like, like the old story with Ford, like if I ask people what, they wanted they wanted a faster horse so to build a car was a different thing like sometimes you have to innovate and change the landscape and that's we have done that but sometimes you also have to innovate with feedback from customers and we've done that obsessively for many 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 years Uh, you have to get the other perspective when we when we started it was a little bit easier because i was still in practice right and we had you guys and we used to go on site to every time I remember, you remember Charlie majors, we sat in his office, literally in the back room of his office while we were implementing the system and building it at the same time. So, um, those are some of the things that we've, we've done over the years just to make sure we continue to grow, accelerate.
2: Well, I, I know I appreciate it as a chiropractor myself and and now in the coaching space working with, you know, we work with hundreds of chiropractors uh, around the world and um, we're grateful that, you are a part of their journey. Uh, and the role that you play is is
1: vital. So, Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our Remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of Remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash rem CEO to apply today. One
2: of the things I want to bring up, because you, you brought up two things that I want to talk about. One of them was the third thing you said, which was building it based on the requirements of our customers, innovating with their feedback. Mm-hmm. And I want you to talk a little bit about the insurance companies because they seem to be people that oh, yeah. uh, are always a challenge for doctors and for us to work with, get paid, things like that. So one of the things I know we wanted to talk about today on this podcast specifically was you know, what the insurance companies don't want you to know and also how to beat them at their own game. I'd love for you just to maybe give us a little bit of insight here uh, to what you know uh, yeah. to help us know.
0: Yeah. So the first thing is, you know, it it is, it's a battle, right? With insurance companies, the system is set up. Here's the thing that is not true. Chiropractors tend to believe that insurance companies are out to get chiropractors and not pay for chiropractic because chiropractic is whatever in the minds of insurance companies. And that's just not true. They don't want to pay anybody. It's, it's, they don't discriminate against chiropractors. They take advantage of some things in uh, because of the way chiropractic is organized, if you would, but it has nothing to do with their belief or disbelief in chiropractic or its efficacy or any of that stuff (laughs) has nothing to do with that. Um, So for example, one thing that most people don't realize that insurance companies make over half of their profit on what's called the float on interest. So what does that mean? It means that in the time that they should have paid you, and they haven't so let's it's actually from the date of service technically but if you call you know they also have a certain amount of time to pay right in that time frame they're collecting interest on billions and billions and billions of dollars and they make that's half of their profit a lot of people think and doctors think that well they collect premiums from patients and they just don't pay right? that's that's one way they make money but more than half of their profit is made on interest, your money in their bank account collecting interest. It should be yours and they, they should have paid you. That's one thing. Then if you understand that, that that's actually how they make most of their money, then you understand how they've rigged the system. If uh, actually I, I mentioned uh, Arez's father earlier, he came from, C, uh, he was a CIO on Wall Street, one of the biggest uh, banks in the world. And when they started building this technology, what they said was, what he said was, why aren't you getting paid as soon as you see the patient? He couldn't understand it. And the reason he couldn't understand it is because on Wall Street, there's way more complicated transactions happening every single day, multi-parties, all this stuff's happening, right? And everybody is paid by the end of the day by law. And he's like, so this is really simple. We, you should be getting paid real time or the next day at least. And then he realized that, oh, they don't wanna do that. So then the next thing you need to understand is how did this whole system get created? Why is it that they have 14, 30 days, whatever to pay you? Why are there diagnosis codes and procedure codes and modifiers and linking and documentation? It's to make, to slow it down. That's, the, that's all you need to understand, right? And how did, they, how did they gain the power to do it? How did they gain the leverage to rig the system? Well, through consolidation. So it's almost like a monopoly, it's the opposite. It's called an oligopoly. Monopoly would be when you're the only person that sells software and you control the price. Oligopoly is when you're the only buyer. So they're the only ones that pay and they, you know, not technically, right? You know, there's several payers out there, but most lives are insured by very few insurance companies. So what happens is they gain the, you know, the the lobbying power to create the rules and they're actually exempt in some, in a lot of ways. One of the only industries in the country exempt from antitrust law. So they can actually, in some ways, have monopolies legally. So it's uh, once you understand all that stuff. So the insurance, uh, what insurance companies don't want, you know, is that's the beginning of it, right? That's the mm. opening chunks of it is like, here's the game. It's It's definitely rigged and they're not hiding it. And they're not. It's not about you and chiropractic. It's everybody. They take advantage of us because we're not well organized. Because we don't fight back as well, right? So we don't create policy as well as the AMA. But you know, that's that's where they're taking advantage of in, of chiropractic. So I talk a little bit later on in the book about how if we're gonna. First of all, you need to understand. You've been playing checkers. They've been playing chess. This is a different game. How do we? actually leverage technology and artificial intelligence to keep them accountable to work together as a network of doctors not a network like in network out of network like a network like a hive network of chiropractors so that we can leverage our collective energy time money to beat them at their own game the second book goes into how to beat them at their own game which includes artificial intelligence which they're using it includes cloud computing which they're using It includes automation and workflow automation and leveraging uh, resources overseas do all the things if you want to compete against them and keep them accountable get paid every cent you deserve you have to leverage the same tactics and technologies that they are and that's what genesis affords the small practice right industrial strength technology if you would for the small practice and technology and methodology and workflow and automation and manpower um, so those are the things that we use. One of the things we talk about, I, I, agree, I talk about in that book is operational control and the difference between leading and lagging indicators. You know, it's too much to go into here, but but KPIs is a big, big part of that.
2: Good. Just so everyone who's listening knows, um, so these are their two books. How, how do they get these books? So the the second one you said was how to beat them at their own game. Mm-hmm. The first one was what the insurance companies don't want you to know, right?
0: The first one is what they don't want you know. The second one is how to beat them at their own game. Yep. And if they go to genesischiropracticsoftware.com slash ebook, you can download them there. And in addition to getting those books, what's coming next is how, see, this thing was never about insurance for me. I mean, I learned obviously a lot about the industry and how it works and automation and technology and all that stuff, but what it really was about for me when I saw it all those years ago was how to leverage AI and uh, automated uh, workflow and the the cloud to optimize the patient experience. Cause that's really the benefit as far as a chiropractor goes. Mm -hmm. When you really understand how this thing can change your patient's experience, their perception of chiropractic, the results they get, like obviously Genesis is not gonna adjust your patient, but helping you leveraging technology to manage the business of chiropractic See, there's a lot of practice management technology out there. I just don't think it's effective at helping you manage a business. Um, it's just a bunch of features stuck together, which is nice. It helps you be a little bit more efficient. But managing a business, as you know, and I'm, uh, I, I assume your CEO audiences, they understand it at a different level, right? So we can talk some more about that stuff too. So yeah, that, well- there, there's a third book coming, how AI and uh, workflow automation uh, helps you uh, manage the patient experience, optimize the patient experience.
2: I love it. Well, let's talk about that then, because I think, you know, you use the word leverage multiple times here today already. And, you know, (coughs) one of the things that for anybody who is a regular listener to this podcast, you know, will always hear us talk about is, you know, leveraging technology, leveraging uh, systems and leveraging people. And so we also will talk about all the time how important it is to know your metrics. Right. I don't have I don't have emotions. I have metrics kind of thing. Our most recent shirt was—it's basically—I forget the tagline of it because, of course, I'm trying to remember. But it's basically (laughs) "math don't care," something like that. It's like "math doesn't care," which is basically, "hey, it's—it's got to come back to the numbers." And so, let's talk about that. Um, You talked about workflow automation and KPIs, you know, dashboards, managing dashboards. This is such a big deal to me Uh, as a CEO. Uh, as someone who works with CEOs, so I'm looking for data, I need yeah. their data to be able to help them get me, give me visibility so I can help them solve some challenging issues. Right. Can you talk about those two things and the future, not just the past, but where we are now and where we're going and how our practice practitioners' success in their business is directly connected back to leveraging technology, the workflow automation, dashboards, yeah. that whole part of the business. Can you talk about that?
0: Yeah. So um, something we've been doing at Genesis now is available to our customers, clients, and has been, but it's one of the things that made us so successful in the billing industry. And that is workflow automation, which is really artificial intelligence. So what that means is you imagine your, you know, whatever you name it, practice management software, we'll call it, Right you have tons of reports in practice management softwares, right? There's no shows, no future appointments, care plan reports, all kinds of reports, 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 reports. The problem is, and and I would, doctors would always ask, do you have this report? And we're like, yep, we got that report. And you got that report. Yeah, we have the report. But then I would ask them, but what are you gonna do with that report? And how often are you gonna look at it? And if there's something that needs to be done based on something you found in that report, how would you know it was done? or not done, and when would you know, and how, are, what are you gonna be doing, looking at reports all day? And they think they wanna get to that point <laughs> where they, I'm gonna manage by reports. And reports, while they're nice, are pretty much useless. They're not actionable, they're not accountable, they're, there's a whole bunch of reasons reports are useless. Dashboards can, are important because it, it gives you a, a graphical depiction of certain things that have happened in the past, right? It's a depiction of, the re, it's a result of your work. Good or bad, right? The problem is it doesn't tell you what to do proactively to make sure that that number gets uh, is optimized, right? So you can, uh, I would assume, as as you're coaching your clients, you're going to look at a KPI and it's not optimal, and you're going to say, okay, that means you know your 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 conversion at um, you know reexam number one, whatever that is in your system, re-exam number one or resign number one or whatever it is. Uh, that that number means. That you're not optimizing this part of the process, right? You see a drop off in pain patients at a certain time frame or something like that, and that's good. But there's things that uh, workflow automation can help you with, and AI can help you with proactively. So, for example, it'll tell you today there's a patient that ha- that checked out that has no future appointment. Like you don't want to find that in a report a month from now right? You want to find out about that today, or this patient's coming in for their re-exam next week, or this patient has their card on file expired, or this patient, there's a million things that can tell you and proactively and not buried in a report, sending it to you directly, not necessarily you, the, you, but somebody on your team with a view of your entire team and all of the items, each one of them own, and you can drill in and see what they own. And really the most important thing is be able to know that how much work was supposed to happen today, and then it was finished or it was not finished. That's the first rule, right? So if you're going to manage, you have to quantify the work that needs to be done. You have to delegate the work to the people in your office, your team. And you have to most often missed step is verify that every single thing was done. And the reason it's most frequently missed is because it's very, very difficult to look at 10,000 reports and know in those reports what action items there were and whether or not they were acted upon it's in what I said with billing, it's, that's how we manage billing across thousand practices, right? We have hundreds of thousands of claims. I know with one number every single day, whether or not every single claim was actually followed up on that needed to be followed up on today. Right. So I can, I can see the work that needs to be done today. I can see if it was done, I could see all the work that needs to be done at some point in the future with one number, mm. but that's a proactive KPI, Right collections is a reactive KPI. My collect- So if you want to manage billing in your office and you're managing guide collections, and I don't suggest that you at this level are doing that, like you want to see your collections, obviously. But right. if you're saying, well, my collections are a little down this month, and then you're worried about it, that to me presents a problem. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing all the work and your patient volume went down for some reason, If you're as long as you're submitting and following up on every single claim every single time as soon as possible, that needs follow up, you should be your collection should be optimized. Mm. And you know that because of your proactive number, not Mm. your collections are down and freak out and manage by fire. Mm. So it's a little bit different method. It is a very different methodology of managing using automated workflow.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds to me like you're combining both, like you have a leading and lagging. You got both.
0: Yeah, we got both. Absolutely. You want to see the both. You want to see both sides of the picture, but it, it can be overwhelming as a CEO or at any level of management. If you're looking at, let's say you have 20 KPIs and you're not sure if one of them is not right. Even like, what do I do about it? Right. What should have been done about it that to have prevented it from getting to where I don't want it. Right. So that's that's where AI and workflow automation can help you because you can build in the automations that help you or your staff or your team do the things more proactively that'll help that number improve after the fact. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the word a couple of words really jumped out to me. One was the proactivity one. Yeah. And I mean, I I hear it too often how a doc will say, I found that we had all this money that we didn't collect. I mean, I don't know how many times you probably hear that. Like we found out we had we were owed this much money. We didn't collect on this much money. And I and I hear that frequently enough and over the course of any given year. And it's like, man, that's really frustrating, right? That's a yeah, but that's a that's such a it's you're in a reactive state at that point. And it's not saying you can't recuperate some of that, but yeah. talk about prevention. You know, we talk about getting ahead of it. Proactive to me says it's prevention, which means you have to know what you need to be doing before we end up in this state of being in a in a problem state so right. we like like the whole idea of collections as you brought up is a reactive kpi yeah that's a brilliant way to put that i love that and anybody who's listening to this wow hopefully that shifts the way you think about collections now it's like that's a reactive it's a result of what something further upstream Right. Mm -hmm. So we go upstream to influence the things that are downstream. We should never be surprised by our collections because we knew we should know what's coming, right? Because we know what, what's been going on earlier.
1: Cairo matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. So you talked about three things
2: that I wanna, I wanna kind of shine the light on or have you shine the light on, which is the, the quantifying the work delegating the work and verifying Mm -hmm. the work i love that those three things it's very similar to we teach a um a delegation methodology which says train but trust yeah trust but verify right so it's delegate but train train but trust trust but verify so this idea of creating an environment with a team so you've been building a world-class team for many many years been decades obviously Mm -hmm. you're serving more people now than before your team has grown you've Mm -hmm. expanded talk a little bit about building a team to you know this is a ceo meeting and you're talking about building businesses you've had multiple businesses you're you have a a business that serves a tremendous amount of, of clinics you know, not just chiropractic clinics, even beyond that, but yeah. you guys are doing big things. So talk a little bit about what's been your journey of becoming the CEO and building a remarkable team. And, and, uh, you know, it's maybe a lesson or two that you've learned in this journey uh, as you've been humbled. I'm sure as all CEOs are in the journey of learning and yeah. uh, as you grow, I'd uh, love to just kind of hear a little bit from you on, on a bit of your story that way too.
0: Sure. You mentioned one thing that made me think of that quote, and I'm trying to think of who said it, but it's in God we trust and all others bring data, right? And <laughs> so when it comes to management, um, one of the things I could say, and I, you know, to verify that work is done it, is a must. Uh, it's a must, not only because you want to grow your business selfishly, but you want to create a good environment for other people to know what they need to do every day, what you expect from them, and to feel good that they accomplished it by the end of the day and that you're satisfied as you're, if you're a manager or an owner, it doesn't really matter no matter how far up the, the rungs you go. I mean, really, uh, you know, we, I, I think Pete, I've also said this too, like we were so passionate about chiropractic and our practice and our mission and our purpose. And a lot of times, most times, I mean, all the time, our, our staff was on the mission with us, right? They're kind of like pushing us and, You know, they were part of the hiring process, if you would, if you're building a team, but that's, that's great. But really also (laughs) they wanted to know, it's hard to find people that own your business the way you own it, right? That really, really own it. Mm. So you have to have some things in place that help them feel good about the work they're doing. To say that, hey, here's the amount of work. And that, and my, you know, my world's different with my automation and verification and all that. The technology helps me in a different way. But I would just say that it's really important. The KPIs are not just for you. If if you don't have a proactive KPI like we use, but your KPIs are not just for you. It's not just for your business. It's for them. They want to know how they can contribute, and they want to go home at night. They're not going to, you know, lose sleep as much about your practice as you are. They're not going to wake up at 3 a.m. What about Mary? You know, sorry, Mary's your wife, but you know, just as an example, right? They're not going to think, they are just don't, some of them will at some times, but never like you, right? Yep. So you got to, I, I believe, you have to build an environment where it's very clear what your expectations are of them and give them a way to know that they're succeeding or failing and that it's okay if they're not doing, if they're not as successful as you want them because you're working as a team and you're there to help them grow for the mission. I think that's really important. That's one thing I've seen with the workflow automation and, you know, I'm not trying to sell that stuff, but I'm just saying it's really helps build teams. And I think it's one of the reasons we've been so Mm -hmm. successful because you, we use it to run our business and we have since the beginning, just knowing, having clear expectations. Another thing is um, that I've learned over the years is, you know, hiring is the right people for the right seats, kind of thing. Mm. is uh, is a science. It's not it's not simple. Uh, we use Ideal Teams, uh, Cairo Matchmakers, Ideal Teams. We use them now. We have for a long time because it it changed the way we hire. Hundred percent. people I thought were great that were not, or not great for the position I hired them for personality types. Like we've, it's really been, we've gotten very lucky over the years. We've hired a lot of great people. We had a great environment. You know, we follow all those, you read every book and how to build teams and organizations and all that stuff. You know, uh, the uh, traction operating system, you put it all in. So people understand what we're trying to accomplish, the metrics, everything. But hiring the right people for the right position is not as easy. Like you may be getting lucky and you may have amazing, like gut feeling about it. But I would say one of the most important steps that we made, I I can't imagine, I can't remember how many years ago it was when we started using that, but it totally changed things for us. But we've, we've been very careful and very, very careful about hiring over the years. And as you know, like, as you said, the people you saw, you know, 15 years ago are still there. So we, um, I would say one of the um, signs that we've done a good job is people stick with us for a long time. There's been a one or two here that, that didn't stick around for, for very long, but it's few and far between. I'm trying to think of how else I can help your CEOs. What else can I, other type of information about building teams can I help with?
2: Honestly, you've given us so much. It's been, it's been awesome just to, to hear you. I think a few things I just want to like double click on that you said that were so important is that the kpis are not just for the business it's not just for you but it's for the individual and they are they have a desire like people have a desire to contribute i don't know about you but i know i feel that way i'm company. absolutely that way i think we all feel that way no matter what environment we in we want to feel useful like why am i here if i'm like if i if y'all don't need me i'll go now you know you know. They don't even idea. know are they doing
0: good or are they doing bad it's the worst place to leave people is just in limbo yeah
2: Exactly. And I I think that the point that you made about help people feel good about the work that they're doing. To me, that's a show-stopping statement. Help people feel good about the work they're doing. Think about that. Like If every day you show up to your business, whether you're physically there or you're just mentally showing up to your business, every day, every person that you're working with is feeling good about the work they're doing. That to me is what it's about. Like that, when you said that, that really summarized it for me because you talked about expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And agreements. You talked about how important it is to have those set from the beginning and creating an environment where people know what they need to be doing each day. That yeah. was a, That's a big deal. Like not knowing what to do, not knowing how to do it, these types of things, putting the right people in the right roles, and then helping them feel good. I I think that to me, that's huge. all of us need needed to hear that. You know, every CEO that's listening needs to hear that and and make a hopefully a recommitment to creating an environment where they're getting the right people in the right position with clear expectation in, in agreements where they have the ability to contribute. That they understand that the KPIs are for them, and they feel good about their work they're doing. If that's happening. To me, that's that is the key to building a world class team.
0: If you do that and you check in with them on a consistent basis, the thing about it is it gives it gives the relationship. It's not it's never adversarial, which you never want. But it's never an I'm the boss and you're the, you're good or you're bad. It's here's the KPI. How are we going to improve it? How can we improve it? How about they might have a better idea about how to change the KPI or have a different KPI. If you start to create an environment where they feel like, okay, I own this, you're my boss. Yes. But I own this result. And I I have the latitude and the autonomy to think about how we can improve it and bring those ideas to you. And maybe think of a different KPI or another KPI, or whatever. If you can give them that freedom and that autonomy to contribute, they're going to love it. And they're never going to wonder, am I doing a good job or a bad job and being limbo? People just will leave. They will leave your business. They Eventually they'll just be confused or just distracted or nobody wants to be that. They want to know they're getting a check and they want to feel like they're getting that check because they did something good, not because they're just floating around, not sure what, how they're contributing to your business. That's
2: good. Awesome. Well, if you're just uh, learning about Dr. Brian Capra right here today, then uh, you have been awakened. This is a uh, <laughs> one of the leaders in our chiropractic profession. He's someone who like you said, shares our passion, shares our our heartbeat uh, for serving and reaching humanity. But he's identified there's a major issue and problems that technology and that they can solve uh, for you and your business. And that's what Genesis has been doing for for many, many years now. I know for me, I know for many of uh, the docs who I get to work with and, and others who I, who I don't know, um, and you're making a big difference. So Doc, appreciate you being with me here and a guest on our podcast we're going to do it one more time. So to get those books, I know the third book's coming out. Yeah. And then also if someone wants to get in contact with you or your business and learning more about Genesis, uh, what, sure. what direction would you give?
0: Uh, well, the website is Genesis chiropractic and to get the ebook, it's slash ebook. And I would encourage you to do that because there's a lot of uh, more content, a lot more content coming out in that same pipeline, if you would. So if you get the first one, even if you don't want to learn about insurance companies, it's kind of cool, cool read. It's not too long, so it's fast, but we're also diving into AI and automation for cash practices and all types of practices. So if you're on that list, we'll keep you updated on all the new content coming out as well. Um, So just opt into that. Uh, The website is what it is. You can go there if you want to schedule a consultation with one of our one of my team members, you can do that. There's an easy way to schedule right there, right everywhere on the page. You can't miss it. Um, if you want to contact me directly, Dr. Brian, D-R-B-R-I-A-N, no period, no space, no underscore, just Dr. Brian at Genesis genesischiropracticsoftware.com.
2: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, joining me here in the studio. I appreciate Ben, uh, who's helping us out on the other end there as well. And uh, hey, for all of you who are listeners and regular listeners to the Markable CEO Podcast, hey, thanks for tuning in. If you're new and listener, and this is your first episode. Welcome to the Remarkable CEO family, and I encourage you to press uh, subscribe on this podcast, and uh, so you can get our podcast as it releases every week. And uh, also, uh, please share this with a friend or colleague that you know would benefit from listening. to Doctor Brian's story and what he's up to, and what we what we discuss here on this CEO podcast. So, Doctor Brian, again, thanks again for joining me, and for all of you thanks, who are brother. listening. God bless you it. all take care have a wonderful rest of the thanks, week man. and look forward to rejoining with all of you next week until then take care and have a great day thanks, everyone. Thanks, Pete.
1: thanks for listening to this episode of the remarkable ceo podcast remember what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors if you like this podcast please subscribe share with a friend and leave us a review and if you'd like to connect with us personally direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.